eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hello, interpeeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. Uh, yeah, so welcome to episode 11. We are the 1 1 episode of this journey called Big Trouble in Little Podcast. So get strapped in and get ready for, for the title I just said a thousand times where only dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been watching or playing or reading or whatever the fuck we've been doing this past week? Well, uh, none of that. I got a sensory deprivation tank, and I've been in there since we ended the last show. I, uh, If you ever watch Falling Skies, the TV show, I, I was in a cocoon for most of the hmm. week. Well, I haven't seen that show because I, I, I always just hibernate in a sense. No, I, I uh, let's see. What have I been doing? I played a bunch of Gundam Versus. I bought and played a bunch of Overwatch, and I went and saw... Um, they they made a sequel to that Blade Runner movie. It came out in the eighties. It wasn't. I don't think there was anyone in it. It was it was a sci fi movie. Have you ever heard about it? I heard it was uh, Goosling Ryan. I'd never heard of an Go- actor. Gooseman. There's a Gooseman in it. <laughs> Gooseman. <laughs> I heard uh, Gerald Ford was in it. Yeah, that's right. The president. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I went. I actually went to the midnight. I'm using air quotes because it's a stupid. It's at seven twenty because we can't give stuff up for a movie release anymore. It's got to be nice and easy. But whatever. I went to the the launch event for it, which I haven't done in a long time. I just really didn't want to have that movie spoiled for me by some other asshole that had already seen it. So mm. went to the the early one. I'm glad I did. I really liked it. Now. Visuals, I'm guessing, were amazing, right? Better. Oh yeah, like the, the sound design and the the visuals, the camera work, and all the effects are all outstanding. The movie looks and sounds like one of the best looking and sounding movies I've seen in a super long time. Ridley's wait, uh, who, who directed this movie again? I don't know how to say his name. It's like uh, Vill- Villanueva or Villanova. Villanova? No, that's not it. But somewhere along that line. Yeah, uh, like I, I could probably write it down, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Tell me how Jared Leto was as a villain. Oh, really good. He's he did a good job being weird and creepy and stuff. The character he plays is, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler because it was in one of the, the, the shorts before the movie came out, but he's blind and it's kind of neat the way he, I don't know, it, you can tell he put thought into it the way that he would sit and behave and act and stuff. Probably better than what he did in Suicide Squad, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that movie, of course. So. Oh my god, when I was uh, evacuating for the hurricane at the hotel, they were playing Suicide Squad on HBO, and <laughs> I was like, you know what, this is the time where I, I should watch it, because I'm, you know, I'm stuck in a hotel, nothing to do, so I'm watching it. It was okay, like, if... If you're casual, not knowing anything about the comic world, it's like it's an okay action film, and you know you have Will Smith, who's a a, a familiar face and all that stuff, and then yeah. you, then you have the others in there. Nobody really knows Jared Leto that much, in my opinion, unless you watch a lot of movies like I do. But uh, him as a Joker, I'm like, it's different. Yeah, his his laugh is annoying because he's like ah 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 ah. And that's how he did his Joker laugh the whole time. 
So I didn't really like it. I don't like the whole gangster tattoos all over his body. It, it was it, it was okay. Mm. But other than that, um, what was the storyline to Blade Runner without spoiling anything? 2049, by the way. No, I, I can't even talk about it without spoiling it. Like, if you have any interest in seeing the movie, just go see it before it's spoiled for you. Because the movie does a really good job. There's lots of, like, mysteries. Is is this what's going on? And pretty much as soon as you, the viewer, figure it out, or sometimes even before, um, the characters will figure it out. Like, it keeps moving. It doesn't... It doesn't stick with just one mystery. There's there's a bunch of questions, and he's got to go out and do a bunch of stuff. The movie's really long, but it doesn't feel like it. Like it, it keeps it keeps moving you, keeps moving you toward the end. And uh, the end is real satisfying. The questions it answers are real satisfying, and the questions it doesn't answer are very satisfying. But if you want to see the movie, go see it before it gets gets ruined for you. Because there's there's a lot of things I could say about the movie that would inadvertently ruin it. Now, one thing I hate about movies that a lot of movies do these days is a lot of exposition where they kind of hold your hand throughout the movie. Please tell no, me they, there, there's none of that in this movie. No, they, they definitely don't do that. If, if you're not a smart person, don't go see this movie because <laughs> you have to pay attention. Good, because the, the movie that we're going to talk about, they look like people. Loved it. We'll, we'll get into that uh, soon. But I, I want to know about Gundam Versus, like, I saw screenshots of it. What is that game like? Uh, it's it's a lot like an Armored Core game. It's got a little bit of like an arena fighter thing, like Power Stone. And then it has some of the rules of normal fighting games. But yeah, in a nutshell, it's an arena fighter, and you're all robots, and you fight. And it's it, it's all the, the Gundams and the mobile suits from all the various anime. Sadly, not all of them, just, just most of them. Because there's some that... I would have loved to see in there that aren't sixty dollar game. Uh, yes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it must be. I'll wait until it like gets lower down or something. But I definitely want to play because I love mechs. Um, Overwatch. Uh, I'm guessing been playing with friends and did you hear? Yeah, after the free weekend thing, I really liked it, and then a friend kept. Hester and me and telling me to play it and we played it and it was fun and I liked it and I told myself I wouldn't get it but then I saw it on Amazon for thirty nine ninety four and I thought, eh, whatever. And then I ordered it and sure enough we've played it for many hours. That game lives up to the hype. It's a lot of fun. It's well well put together game. The Halloween event's coming up soon, so get ready for that. It's where you get some um Halloween loot boxes and you get some oh, yeah. cool cool skins and I, shit. I had all that explained to me, that's for sure. Yep. It's not like a microtransaction, but you can buy the loot boxes and stuff. Of course you can. But anyway, uh, I finally finished Uncharted Lost Le- The Lost Legacy, which has Chloe and Nadine as your uh, protagonist of the game, the, the main characters. Um, it didn't feel like a DLC. Uh, it actually felt like a flu... flu- I, I fucking up the wording, but it felt like a, a full game. Uh, there's a little bit of open world in it, but not enough to be like, oh, this is amazing big world. It's like a secluded uh, section of like a mountain area where you could take a Jeep and go to like five locations. And I, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, they had these side missions where 
you collect these tokens and somehow monkeys were involved. I didn't really dabble into too much of that. I was like, this is weird. Uh, don't really care for these side missions. Um, the the storyline is pretty much this villain character uh, is like, you're not going to get this artifact. And Chloe's like, we have to get this artifact before he gets it and all that stuff. Just your typical like Indiana Jones kind of storyline. Mm. And uh, it was good. I mean, I wasn't wowed by it in any fashion. I was like, hey, it's more Uncharted. Why not? And it's 40 bucks. So uh, I will. I actually have a uh, deal of the week. Actually, let me get this out of the way while we're here. Let's let's do a deal of the week really fucking early. Really, really early. If I can find the there we go. Deal transfer right there. So and of course, I don't have I fuck up production every time. On Amazon, there is... Oh, this game was a budget title? Uh, we talking about budget. It wasn't $60? No, it was $40. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Amazon has it for $10 off for $29.99. And if you're a Prime member, you get shipping two, two days Oops. free. And you got a text message. I did. Well, it was Facebook. Facebook. As a matter of fact, it's it's the group of friends I play Overwatch with, and it's someone saying, hey, you guys want to play? <laughs> nice. So if uh, you're a big fan of Uncharted, and my voice cracked right there, um, the Nate trilogy, or it's four games now, was awesome. And if you like Chloe, Nadine was in fourth one, but if you do like Chloe, it's a pretty good game. I say recommend buy it now in Amazon for 30 bucks. Yeah, that's a that's a good price. Covers boring as hell though. Yeah, but that's that's covers these days now. They're not they're not wow like. Oh yeah, you're right. All, all I mean that's the cover to Gundam versus is two things. It's not two people. It's two Gundams, but just standing there, just look trying to look cool. That's that's the whole cover. The cover to Overwatch is just one person looking cool. I mean, come on, guys, do something. I don't know where I read, uh, but the new Tomb Raider movie that's coming out. Uh, had Lara Croft like in a like her back with her two pistols, and like there was a, like a backdrop of explosions and stuff. I'm like, that's so generic. Like nobody puts thought into like posters anymore, besides Star Wars and like any other uh, franchise that's big now, like Marvel and all that stuff. Well, even the Star Wars posters are just aping on what they did in the '70s and '80s. What was the name of that artist? The artist that did all those really great movie posters. I have no idea, but he died not long ago. But yeah. they, but they were good. So, uh, also speaking of Star Wars, the Battlefront Two beta is open right now for PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And I am actually surprised about it. Yeah, people might look at it and be like, "Oh, it's the same thing as Battlefront One," but. The class system seems a little bit upgraded. The shooting seems a lot more better. Um, instead of just having a token on the battlefield to be like Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker now, you have to gain battle points within the game in order to unlock it. 
because when you let's say you know when you die and you have to cl- cl- uh, choose what uh, fighter or class you're gonna be when you die and respawn and everything you could click like hey I want to be Boba Fett or I want to do this uh, X-wing uh, battle point so that you could fly and you know shoot your enemies on the battlefield and everything so so it's cool um it i really felt like old school uh battlefront 2 like the one for the original xbox and and pc and all that stuff or playstation 2 uh like the missions and stuff like felt like you are doing objectives and not just being like hey i'm star wars i'm a stormtrooper let me shoot you kind of like you mix my battlefield with my star wars and all that stuff so it was fun other than that, I haven't been playing anything, you know, besides those two games. And uh, I rewatched uh, the movie that we're about to talk about. So do you want to dive into that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So break, break, it, break it down. What What is this movie and what's it about generally? So the title of the movie is They Look Like People and... It's a low-budget film, by the way. I don't know if you know, noticed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time noticed. And it looked like it was in Queens, New York. Because I believe they went to a park called Hoy Park in the Queens area. And it seemed really familiar. But anyway, the movie starts off uh, very creepy of Wyatt laying in bed looking at a female just in like dark shadow and stuff. And I don't know if you noticed in the sound of that, but like when she turned around and start like stared at him, even though the face was like still in in dark and shadow, like there was a point where the the sound got silent, and they're like, "Oh my god, here comes a jump scare! You ready? You ready?" And then nothing happened, and I was like, "That's fucking awesome." But anyway, the premise of the movie is Wyatt um, has some mental problems going on in his head. Uh, he's not married or engaged anymore, uh, so he goes. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but he finds his best friend Christian. I don't know if he looked for him, but somehow Christian. I mean, I think he looked for him. He was standing outside his place. He said, "Oh, you got a new number," meaning he must have tried to call him. True, but I don't know that that scene felt out of place for me for a little bit. Um. Christian, on the other hand, uh, you do get a little backstory throughout the whole movie that he was once a loser and not anymore. He's been like working out. He's all buffed now. Uh, he has like his ex-girlfriend uh, saying some inspirational words uh, like on a audio file that he listens to every time he goes to work. Um he he's trying to prove to Wyatt like why he is better now. Like he he's a badass. He dominates now. He's not the loser that he used to be. And Wyatt seems like it kind of like they crossed Pat Pat's like pro, I'm guessing Wyatt was like you know the better person back then, or like uh, he was more as as Christian says dominant and whatever mental episode that he went through, Wyatt um, is going downhill and Christian's kind of going uphill a little bit. Uh, What else can we talk about? 
Oh, so yeah, Wyatt starts to hear like fucking voices in the phone. <laughs> that was funny. And he hears like uh, flies and stuff. Apparently, when he starts to go into that mental state, he, like flies are starting to like give him like white noise in his head. Uh, the fuck? The psychiatrist scene, by the way, do you think that's real? Um, I guess so. I mean, he goes and talks to a guy, and the the fact that it ended with the the audio cue of the flies or whatever made it seem like, oh, he distrusts this guy now or something like that. Yeah, I felt like he, I felt like he never went to a psychiatrist like head session. Like he would always talk to one, be like, yeah, I might have you know schizophrenia and this stuff, or I might not. Uh, I don't. I don't think I need to come in. I think I'm. I'm getting better. I'm off of alcohol. I'm off of caffeine and all this. I'm. I'm doing good. And then like the he's like, well, yeah, you know, come in anyway. Here's my card. And then that the end scene right there. What do you have to say about the movie, by the way? Um, I don't know. I've been trying to decide how I felt about it. I. I guess I liked it, but I find it I found it very hard to watch. Like not because it's a bad movie, but just because of what it deals with. It's like it's not a very joyous movie and you can kind of see what's happening and I like the ending. Like there is a payoff. You're not you're not sitting through it for nothing, but it's definitely not a movie I'm ever going to watch again. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I thought it was really like the first time when Christian was like, oh, I really like my boss and stuff. And, it, and you actually see him Google, how do you X out your boss and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, right when he said that, I'm like, oh, this is going to end really, really bad for him. Uh, <laughs> and when I guess he was a dick in uh, the office because when he got let go, a.k.a. fired from whatever company that he was in, um, they said... Uh, I guess this is what dominating is, asshole, and every it was signed by everyone apparently. So. Yeah, that was that was weird. Like they didn't establish what he was like at work, so that didn't really mean anything. I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the relationship between Wyatt and Christian? Did you feel that the friendship was genuine in any way? Uh. I mean, I, I suppose so, yeah. They, the acting in it wasn't that bad. Some of the, the shooting was weird. It does that thing where they're having a conversation, and then there's like a close-up of a face, and they say another line in the conversation, and then it goes back to the previous shot, and it makes it seem like they just shot a pickup, and they're, oh, I want him to say this line in the middle of this conversation. And they, they put it back in there. Mm-hmm. But as far as the, the two guys playing him, and, and even the, the woman who played his, his boss or whatever, they... They all acted really good. Like it seemed like they were all real competent. I thought the bloppy wars was funny. <laughs> uh, them throwing socks at each other, and apparently, like a gray sock was a gauntlet. So whatever hit him <laughs> was not uh, hitting him. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a little bit genuine. But at times, I felt like the the acting with Christian. Like when he was like, "Oh no, no, uh, you could stay and stuff," or "Oh, don't worry, you know, you don't have to clean up." Like, it felt flat for me a little bit. Like I think Christian was the link, uh, the weak link of the actors. 
because I, I felt Wyatt, you know, him playing, you know, who, a person with, who's schizo and everything, I felt like he was more in, inferior than everybody else in the film. But overall, I thought the dialogue was great. The writing was good. You know, something that stood out to me in this movie, and this is this is really a non-sequitur, but after I finished it, I saw that Netflix category, categorizes it under Halloween movies and Halloween favorites. Mm-hmm. What? I don't. I didn't get that out of that movie at all. Oh, I mean, it's I, not like, man. I I don't want to talk about these movies with with spoilers or anything. But I think at this point, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Like, there's the, it's it's uh, it's all psychological. Like, there's there's not actually a monster or anything in this movie. But it is scary at parts, but not in that way. That's crazy to me that they would categorize it that way. I think the only creepy part of the movie was the 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 nightmares that white was having like the whole especially the part where christian is fucking smiling the whole time and then that person uh the figure in the back was like walking towards him i'm like oh my god we're finally gonna get a jump scare and it never fucking happens and that's the psychological part of it it's like you're waiting for that jump scare but it never fucking happens and i thought that was pretty cool because you don't need jump scares in movies you don't need to be jump scared for that that cheap scare. <laughs> I think psychological and creepiness is as good as it is. Especially the part where you he turns over the picture and he sees his uh fiance all fucked up demon face and shit. I thought that was pretty cool. I I, I didn't feel like the fiance part was like they made her important in some way because of her being a demon, but they never really go into full depth about it. And I want to know about it because I feel like either A, she, he killed her, or she just left him because she found out she was he was crazy. Yeah, I mean it, it's probably that. That's that's. I mean, I thought that was implied that you know he he was unstable and. And you know, is is he he saw things that weren't there and stuff like that. He probably drove her away or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe her leaving him is what set all this off. I don't know. Yeah. Well, then, the Christian on the other hand, he also had a girlfriend named Cat and left him too. So both like actors or uh, of the the main characters of the movie both lost uh, a woman. In their relationship, so there's a some type of connection with that, because you don't really go into who Cat is besides seeing that box in that room and all the inspirational uh, words that she was saying on that audio file. Uh, what else could we talk about the movie? Apparently, uh, Wyatt was thinking that an attack was happening uh, from, with these phone calls that were coming in on his broken cell phone. I thought the the nail gun scene was kind of weird. Yeah, that seemed unnecessary. Yeah, because at at some point it looked like he was going to kill himself, and then he was like, you know, "Like that's necessary." But then he figures out like how to disable that safety so it can fire nails and stuff, and mm-hmm. nothing comes of that. There, there's there's no reason for that scene to exist beyond, oh, he has suicidal thoughts, and that's all they needed. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. And uh. There were scenes where he went to the uh, look like a hardware store where he got sulfuric acid and stuff. Uh, 
and he he tried it on the stake. I guess when he captures one of these things, he's gonna melt them to death. Like, did he get that instructions from the phone? Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I didn't listen too hardly on that. Um, what else can we talk about? I like that he stole a random lady's car. <laughs> And he's like, we're going to go to North Carolina. We're going to pick up your parents. We're going to leave. And he's like, my parents are in Canada. They're not in North Carolina anymore. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> Change of plans. I'm going to tie you up now. We're going to get into some spoiler territory. By the way, like most of our movies that we're going to watch are probably going to be old. If it is a new movie, we'll have like a, spo- uh, a less spoiler area. Yeah, I mean, all these movies are older, and the reason we choose what we choose is because they're available. Like, this is on Netflix. The movie we were, we're watching next week is on Amazon Prime, and as is the one after that. We announced them ahead of time so that the viewer can also watch them and, you know, kind of be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the scene with uh, the, uh, what was it, Mara, Mara's friend who got injured in the beginning of the movie... I thought it was really stupid dialogue with her. He's like, oh, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, she was not a good actress, that's for sure. Yeah, because if you saw that dialogue in the beginning, it sounded like she was, like, having fun with him, like, joking around, be like, oh, was there going to be a zombie apocalypse? And then out of nowhere, it took, like, a turn. He's like, if you ever do something to my friend like that, I'll fucking kill you. I will fucking kill you. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm like... And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he would fucking kill you first because he's crazier than you. Um, what do you think of the ending, by the way? I want to know. The ending was one of the few parts that I did like. What do you think happened? Do you think, like, what was the message? Uh, do you think that Christian was uh, overcoming his fear of being a pussy pretty much? That. Yeah, I mean, both both characters have a payoff. Like, he's always talking about if someone put a gun to his head and blah, blah, blah. But and, and he, he sees it through in order to help his friend. And, and on the other hand, uh, Wyatt realizes, you know, some of this is, all of it is a delusion. But he realizes in that moment, oh, this is a delusion. He almost he almost kills or injures his friend, and he doesn't. They, they both have a big payoff. The, the end is, is good. Because mm-hmm. the way I feel like is that Wyatt, because of his mental issue, everybody that's close to him runs away. So I think him not killing Christian or like getting rid of him in any way uh, after he took the bag off his head and found out that Christian's still Christian and that Christian want to hug him was kind of like, man, my best friend wants to stay in my life even though i'm kind of a little crazy and like i thought that was a good payoff i actually went online to like hear other people's opinions about this movie some were kind of like i didn't understand it so it's a fucking stupid movie and then you had the smart people that were like coming up with these theories and stuff and if you remember in the middle of the movie where he uh is christian is talking to mara they're walking back from home or something like that. And she was teaching the self-defense uh, classes that she's been to to him on how to do like choke codes and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people have a theory that 
since Christian was overcoming uh, whatever he was going through at the end, that <laughs> when he was, he's like, we never hugged before. Like when he went to go hug him, he choked him out. That's up to, you know, obviously the viewer if he did that or not. But I would like to, in my mind, I would want the ending to be happy. That, no, I, I don't think he did. I mean, if he was going to do something like that, why had he waited so long to do something? Be- because he's a pussy, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So, overall, would you say people should watch this movie? Uh, maybe. It depends. If someone, if someone described, I'm wanting to watch a movie, and they described something like psychological... Um, short the movie is short uh, something like that maybe i'd recommend it to him but generally I, I don't know it was okay but i don't think i'm gonna run around recommending it to everyone i thought it was a decent film um i'm pretty much on the same length as you but i think i would tell people to watch this because it's different like you don't need to have all the, the high budget in order to have a good movie so it, it it's a short it's movie short. Get it out of the way. way. You know, see it on a rainy day. So, Andy, what's the next movie that we're going to watch next week? (laughs) The next one is uh, probably going to get some some flack. But um, the next one is called The Cabinet of Dr. Calgary. It's considered... Most people just call it the first horror movie. But it's considered one of the first horror movies ever made. It was made in Germany in 1920. It's a silent movie. And I don't know tons of details about the plot. Really, I just want to watch it because it's the original horror movie, and I like the history of film, and I've never seen it. So yeah, I chose it, and I'm going to force you to watch it too because I'm a bastard like that. <laughs> by the way, I might change my my last movie of the month, by the way. It's either going to be oh. them or we're going to watch Cult of Chucky because I just saw that on Netflix. <laughs> I've never seen I've only seen the first Child's Play. I haven't seen all the other stuff. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I didn't know Cult of Chucky was happening so quickly on Netflix. So either it's going to be really, really bad, or it's going to be really, really awesome. So I might well, well, we'll know for sure by next week, so we can tell everyone else what we're watching. But for next week, The Cabinet of Dr. Calgary is free on Amazon. I think it's free on some other streaming services, too, but that's where I'll be watching it. It's pretty short, and like I said, it's a silent movie, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Try try not try not to be a, a huge dumb dumb. Just try to enjoy something different for a change. Like I said, you don't need audio or words to make a movie. It could also be visuals. I mean, obviously, I think there are cards that will have dialogue. I guess I don't know. I've never seen it. It could have anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get to some news that matter to us. So I have two news that I want to talk about, and, and it's mostly about Marvel and DC. So first. Uh, news I want to get out of the way is Marvel faces fan backlash over deal with arms manufacturer. Oh uh, yeah, with Northrop Grumman, right? Yeah, apparently there was going to be a crossover uh, comic book, but because what that have looked like was that? I still I, when I read this, I was like, what? What was that going to be about? I don't understand. Like, was Iron Man going to race a, a F thirty five or something? Well, apparently they were, it was supposed to like show. Kind of like, you know, you know, in the first Iron Man movie, like how Tony Stark took like his technology 
and made something good of it and educational instead of being like, oh, well, I have fucking bombs. I'm going to sell sure. it around the world. Apparently, yeah, that makes sense. Apparently, that's what the comic book series was going to be about. Be like, oh, look at this F-35. We're going to put in, like, uh, this technology, and it's going to bring good to the world and all that stuff. Oh, okay. But what people saw is that it was an arms manufacturer, and because of the Vegas shooting, um, they made it political. And because of how SJW and how PC this world is, instead of just creating something, uh, you know, creating art and freedom of expression, it's taken away. They canceled it because they don't want the fan backlash and all that stuff. And I thought it was really stupid. I mean, everything that's created like that has the right to be called art, but how arty do you think a commercial tie-in between, uh, in a sense, Disney and a weapons manufacturer was going to be? I'm not saying it should have been canceled. Like they should have made it. They shouldn't have let. They shouldn't have now towed to public pressure and stuff. But I don't. I don't think we're going to miss out on much here. I think it was probably going to be schlocky. Well, that's like saying, like, let's say the whole world believed in like uh, global warming and stuff, and because Bill and I, the science guy, is big into global warming. And somehow was tying that into a Marvel movie, and then let's say the the Republicans were like, "This is stupid," you know. Bill Nye should not be in my comic book, and because some like hurricane tragedy happening, something like that, uh, they blocked the Bill Nye Marvel <laughs> crossover. Like it's really stupid. I mean, but but a Bill um, Bill Nye isn't in an industry that that creates weapons like that's that's the touchy part of this issue isn't it yeah and uh, same thing with the the punisher uh there was supposed to be like a panel or uh, something in new york comic-con and they pretty much scrapped it because punisher and bullets somehow uh relate to the vegas shooting yeah that seemed prudent i guess like I get why they did that. Again, I don't think they should have, but when I read it, I was like, yeah, I can see I can see a company thinking that's a good idea. Yeah, but then that's like all the video games that have guns in it at New York Comic Con should not have a booth either. And it's like I guess it comes up to the it's up to the company that wants to show that image, I guess. I don't know. I think it's really stupid and it's fear mongering. To be like, oh my god, guns! Ah. That's that's all political. I'm gonna get on it. I I just thought it was really stupid, and I think canceling and silencing uh, freedom of expression in any way is dumb. Uh, I think you should do it. It's not like it's real or anything. So let's get into some stupid news. Um, the Justice League came out with a final extended trailer. Oh my god, who cares? Why? Sorry, I wanted to get my opinion out of the way right off the bat. <laughs> Why does DC show the fucking whole movie in their trailers? Like, I don't even think it's just DC. I think a lot of movie companies have that problem nowadays. But DC does it a lot. Like, Batman vs. Superman, we saw the whole fucking movie in their trailer. Like, you didn't need to see that shitty movie. You just watch the trailer and be like, oh, I fucking know it. I think a lot of the people they're marketing to are too stupid to go to the movies to enjoy a good story. They're going to the movies to to see 
things that are colorful happen on a large screen. I mean, I don't want to insult a bunch of people, even though that's literally what I just did. But I don't <laughs> think I don't think people are going to see the Justice League by, oh, man, I wonder what kind of an interesting narrative they're going to form with all of these um, these distinct and interesting characters. Well, and then you know, they aren't even distinct and interesting anymore. Like Superman and Batman had like the same stupid uh Martha. They're both they're both idiots now. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm sure they're going to ruin all the other characters too. Well, this trailer was Superman focused. Uh, pretty much, Lois Lane comes out of the ranch in in Kansas and pretty much looks at Clark Kent and he turns around and he's like, "I knew you would say yes" or something along that line. And she was like, "What?" And she was like, "The ring." Uh, so apparently, that was a dream. So it's it's alluding that Superman somehow will be back in some fashion, even though in Batman vs Superman uh, he was dead, and even though they alluded with the dirt uh, levitating that somehow he's gonna return. I just wish that they would kept that secret. Like, yeah, yeah, keep keep the dirt floating and stuff. And don't fucking mention Clark Kent. Keep people on the edge of the seat, but like, is he really fucking dead or not? Yeah, that would have been a lot more fun, I think. Because I think all of us know he's going to come back because it's based on comic books. And that's that's famously what happened in the 90s when Superman actually did die. But it would have been a lot more fun if they would have just ignored it. If it would have had Batman and Wonder Woman and, and Flash and, and everyone else in the trailer except Superman. And then it would have finally come out and... Oh, there's Superman. I knew he'd be there. He saved the day. He came in at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, we know, obviously, Superman's going to come back because of the comic, like you sure. just said. And there is no Justice, Justice League without Batman and Superman being side by side. Um, But I, I was watching his trailer, and I'm like, oh, my God. These action scenes that I'm seeing is probably the whole fucking action scene, the final battle that's going to happen. Because you see all yeah. these fucking flying... Uh, I, I'm not into DC that much, so I don't know what uh, villain's going to be there. But like they look like the flying monkeys from fucking Wizard of Oz. They're like, overtaking... Uh, they're probably the... What are they called? Tanagarians? Targaryens? Something like that. Yeah, so, I, watched, so, I watched the TV show when I was a kid. Yeah, so you see like uh, Wonder Woman's uh, Atlantis, whatever the fuck, where all the women are. The Amazonians and all that stuff. Uh, mascara. Yeah, like this villain just appears out of nowhere, kind of like a. He looks like a Thor character, by the way. I was like, holy shit, he has an axe and everything, and he's really fucking tall. Uh, but you get that, and then there's like a bunch of uh, Aquaman, and then you see Cyborg, and I'm just watching this, and I'm like, I just watched a whole movie. In this final extended trailer, and I, do, I they gotta stop doing this in movies. I like when I get a teaser, be like, "Oh look, it's a face." What is that alien doing in the background? And then cut. Th that's what I want trailers to be, like a fucking quick montage of just nothing. <laughs> and I'm just pissed because I, I feel like this movie's gonna it, suck. Trailers. Oh, I mean, I, I, I've made it clear from the get-go that I have thought this, but I, I, I almost don't even pay attention to them anymore. I'll watch 
well if it's for something I'm on the fence about. But if I if I've decided to go see a movie, I stop watching trailers. Decided I'm not going to see a movie, I stop mm-hmm. watching. Yeah, and uh, even in even in the trailer, I'm like the whole movie is like CGI. Like the whole fucking uh, the battle scene, knew that and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is gonna be terrible. It's gonna, it's gonna be fucking sucky as motherfucker. And I have my fucking doc up here. God damn it! I suck at production, by the way. What? I suck at production. A doc? Oh, uh, the uh, fucking chat uh, Discord. God damn it, I can't even speak either. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Words, how do you use them? But yeah, that was the news. I wanted to talk about that Marvel thing and uh, the shitty uh, Justice League because all the other news are pretty much about Shadow uh, of War reviews and how The Evil Within 2 is uh, coming out soon. So, I did the deal of the week already. Um, so let's get into some coming attractions. And like, <laughs> like how I said before about the reviews and stuff, two games are coming out next week. You have Middle Earth Shadow War, which is October tenth. Then you have The Evil Within Two, which is October thirteenth. So make sure you uh, add that in your cart on Best Buy, Amazon, or, or go to a store and buy it. Are you buying any of those games, Andy? Nah. I don't really want either of those games that bad. I'm thinking about getting South Park on the 17th, and I'm definitely getting Mario, of course. But that that's all I got on the docket for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty much the show. Um, one thing I want to bring up, uh, we're going to be having a new segment called Game Journal. And uh, me and Andy have a big backlog of games that we have to get through. So I said... You know, we do a podcast together. We watch movies. We also play video games. Let's knock out uh, video games uh, by doing this game journal. Now, Andy, I I was thinking maybe uh, if we ever pick a game, and it doesn't have to be both of us picking a game. It could be one of us, or we could not have a game journal in any of our episodes. But when we do play a game, maybe we put it into like a journal format where we talk what happened in the game session that you did it in, and it doesn't need to be recorded. It could be like, oh, I played it yesterday. This is what happened, and all that stuff. Do you like that format, or do you think we should do something different? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can try. We can try anything. We can try that. We can beta test it live on Big Trouble Little Podcast. But yeah, um, I don't know the game yet. I actually put a poll on Facebook that uh, only three people answered, but because of Shadow of War and Evil Within 2 is coming out, I want to play one of those games. So either I'll be doing the first game journal of either Shadow of Mordor or Evil Within. So, Andy, do you have any games that you might have candidates for? Actually, Shadow of Mordor is one of mine just because I I bought it and I buy two games free and I stopped and played it. Um, after I finish Yakuza, I was planning on moving on to Nier Automata, but I don't know for sure. And eventually I gotta play, uh, Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross is coming up. Yeah, I think eventually both of us should play Cuphead and make that a game journal. 
It's not. It's not on my backlog though. I don't even own that. Game. Well, eventually it'll be in your backlog. <laughs> Maybe, probably. I wish they'd made it on PlayStation. Me too. Maybe they will. Maybe in the future. Anything could happen in the gaming world. We'll see. But anyway, guys, thanks for thank you. Ah, see, I can't talk today. Thanks for listening to episode 11 of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and also vidme.com. And remember, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. Later, guys.